out and questioning prospective witnesses, locating missing heirs, and rounding up facts, some of which turn out to be pertinent and admissible in court, others merely prurient but useful anyway. When I have gathered up all the necessary info, I sit down and write up a report. Occasionally, like today, I'm called to testify. A cursory knowledge of the law is essential— making the several years I spent at the University of Miami majoring in criminology not a total waste of time, despite my leaving before completing my degree. According to the online site where I secured my investigator's license, it is part of my job description to be clever, well-informed, dogged, methodical, resourceful, and discreet. I try to be all of those things. There's a long lineup of people already waiting to pass through the metal detectors when I arrive at the courthouse, followed by an excruciatingly slow ride in a crowded elevator to the 21st floor. It seems almost laughable now to think that back when construction of this 28-story building was completed in 1928, it was not only the tallest building in Florida, but the tallest building south of Ohio. Amazingly, its white limestone exterior still manages to stand out amid the largely indistinguishable glass structures that surround and dwarf it. Inside the building, it's a different and less impressive story. The lobby still awaiting funds to complete its stalled refurbishing. The majority of courtrooms feeling as stale as they occasionally smell. State your name and occupation the county clerk directs as I take the stand and agree to tell the whole truth and nothing but. Bailey Carpenter. I'm an investigator with Holden, Cunningham, and Kravitz. How are you, Bailey? Sean Holden asks as I take my seat. Sean is not only my boss, but one of the firm's founding fathers and major stars, even though he's only 42. I watch him do up the buttons of his blue pinstripe jacket— thinking what an impressive man he is. Not good-looking in the traditional sense, his features somewhat coarse, his hazel eyes small and a little too direct, his dark hair a bit too curly, his lips a touch too full. Just a little too much of everything, which is usually just more than enough to intimidate the hell out of the other side. The case before the court is relatively simple— Our client, the owner of a local chain of successful bakeries, is being sued for wrongful dismissal by a former employee. He is countersuing, arguing that the woman was fired for divulging trade secrets to his chief competitor. The woman has already testified that her meetings with the competitor in question were totally innocent, that she and her husband have known him since childhood, and that their meetings— all of which are detailed in my report and already entered into evidence, were for the sole purpose of planning a surprise party for her husband's 40th birthday. She went on to volunteer that she is an honest woman who would never knowingly betray her employer's trust. That was her mistake. Witnesses should never volunteer anything. Sean asks me a number of seemingly innocuous, job-related questions, before zeroing in on the reason I'm here. You're aware that Janice Elder has already testified under oath that she is, and I quote, an honest woman incapable of such betrayal. Yes, I'm aware of that. And you're here to refute that statement? I have evidence that refutes both her assertion of honesty and that she is capable of betrayal.
The lawyer for the other side is immediately on his feet. Objection, your honor. Mrs. Elder opened the door to this line of questioning herself, Sean states, and the judge quickly rules in his favor. You said that you have evidence that refutes both her assertion of honesty and that she is incapable of betrayal? Sean asks, repeating what I have said, word for word. Yes, I do. What is that evidence? I refer to my notes, although the truth is I don't need them. Sean and I have been going over my testimony for days, and I know exactly what I'm going to say. On the night of March 12, 2013, I begin, I followed Mrs. Elder to the Doubleday Hilton Hotel in Fort Lauderdale. Out of the corner of my eye, I see Janice Elder hastily conferring with her lawyer. I see the panic in her eyes. Objection, her lawyer says again.